When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. I'm the titular Sean. And I'm the very titular Carrie. And this is the show that takes you inside the unbelievable, the unexplainable, the macabre, and the bizarre, and tries to find an answer. This week, all we've got, I I think all we've got for you is answers, right Carrie? Pretty much, yeah. Or at least our guests do. Uh, We are... All about Paracon this week. We're all about Paracon this weekend, certainly. (laughs) Uh, But Caroline and I are swamped getting this show together, getting ready for this show this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's our first kind of event out and about with the public. Yes, our our first invited as podcast hosts soiree. Yeah, exactly. And out out meeting, meeting and greeting, mingling with the public, selling merch. One or two fans, maybe. Uh, I would love, I would love if there were one or two fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but between that and getting everything ready for the next part of our Satanism, Satanic Panic series, which is a doozy. Give uh, him a little spoiler. Well, we're doing, I, I've, I've mentioned it before. It's going to be the West Memphis Three, Damian Eccles, Jesse Miss Kelly, and Jason Baldwin, uh, were three teenagers who were sentenced to, um lives in prison that Damien got the death sentence mm-hmm. um, for the murders of three eight-year-old boys. The crime is absolutely horrific. And um, it's the- not something you can just slap together. There's a lot of documentary evidence, literally documentaries to watch for this case. There are four well-known <laughs> documentaries made about yeah. this. So it involves watching at least all four of those plus doing whatever uh, additional research I have. So anyway, that's been a doozy of a research project. Uh, and we're getting ready for the show. Uh, my bachelor party, my belated bachelor party snuck in over the weekend. Okay, well, that's not the audience's fault. It's It's been a busy uh, time is my point. But we have an excellent interview here that we did with Charles Rosenay and Nick Grossman, who are the founders of Paracon. Uh, and this is a, this turned into a great conversation. Totally. And just to, to make sure, in case you've missed an episode here or there, uh, Paracon is Connecticut's first paranormal convention. Think of it as like Comic-Con for ghosts. Um, it's going to be at the Ansonia Armory in Ansonia, Connecticut, which uh, is supposed to be very haunted. We talk about that a bit in the interview. Yeah, Nick and Charles tell us, but it's very haunted, deeply haunted. So uh, look out for that. Yeah, so it's going to happen this weekend, uh, July 24th and 25th. It's going to be at the Armory. And, um, you know, we're just going to be there kind of mingling with everyone. We'll have a little table. But there's also going to be a ton of other stuff going on. Yeah, you'll hear about uh, some of it in this interview. But um, if if you're interested in the stuff this podcast is about, uh, true crime, but especially ghosts and alien stuff, 
Um, there's going to be abductees there. There's going to be ghost in plenty of ghost investigators. Throw mm-hmm. a rock, you hit an investigator or a, a psychic of some kind. <laughs> but please don't. Oh, yeah. Don't throw rocks at these people. <laughs> They're already dealing with the constant barrage of spirits. And certainly if you do wear the merch of another podcast. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> um, there will be a lot of vendors there. So I'm getting my my bones together for, you know, decorating the house, of course. You're talking about your dice? You roll them bones? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, there's going to be panels. My dad will be there, Paul Ferrante, who you'll remember from our Gettysburg Ghosts episode. I know there's a few Paul stands in our uh, listenership, so you can go meet him too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And this interview that we did, we started talking about the con, but we got off on all kinds of things. Um, Nick Grossman is a paranormal investigator of the, like, Zach Bagans mold. And similar to Zach, he's a sensitive, clairvoyant. Um, he, you know, uh, partic- I don't know, participates. He, he does shamanism. Yep. Um, and he's a really interesting guy. And then Charles Rosenay, who's uh, the other co-founder, He's he's like the showman. He's the enterprising uh, fellow of the duo, and uh, it kind of works out like me and Sean, actually. Yeah, Charles has made a career of his like horror fandom. Yes, and he, <laughs> which takes... is I'm very jealous of. Yeah, he takes people on tours to like Transylvania, uh, mm-hmm. to stay in Dracula's castle and that kind of thing. He uh, he's owned several uh, haunted houses, you know, you, uh, uh, spook houses, including yes. Fright Haven in Stratford, which we attended. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, times. so Charles is, is right there in this whole world too, but, um, Nick talks in this podcast about like the ghosts he's seen and stuff. Yeah, it's very cool. And a lot of this has to do a ton with Connecticut. Um, that's something that me and Sean are really passionate about since we grew up here. We feel like it's kind of overshadowed sometimes by places like Salem or New Orleans, um, that's just more known for the hauntings and and things like that. But there's a ton of history here, um, and that means there's just a ton of ghosts. So and a lot of legends, which we talk about. Yeah, exactly. So uh, sit back, enjoy this conversation, and uh, we'll be back um, in about I don't know forty minutes or so with some news for you. Yep, and if you'd like to check out more information about Paracon, you could go to paracon.org. That's P-A-R-A-C-O-N-N dot org. And you could also check out uh, paracon.ticketleap.com slash paracon. That's with two N's. And um, that's for tickets. So you'll save a little money if you decide to go. Yeah, uh, there is free parking. Um you're going to want to park. It's There's some parking there. There's some parking down the street, but it's all very walkable. Yep. And um, yeah, bring your money, bring a tote bag. Yeah, there will be food. Uh, and I don't know we'll be there if you want to talk about, you know, aliens, ghosts. If you want to debate Sean about the existence of poltergeists. Or, or talk about just D&D. Like, we could do that. Yeah. We could talk. I saw the uh, Fast 9, the Furious Saga. If anybody wants to talk about where it ranks in sort of the fast verse. The uh, end of the Loki series. We could talk about Loki. We, we got all kinds of... Guys, there's a lot going on out there. And the dog is barking, so we'll throw to the interview now. Now. 
Okay, we have with us Charles Rosenay of Tours of Terror and Nick Grossman of Ghost Storm Investigations, the founders of Paracon, Connecticut's first ever paranormal convention where you guys can catch us this weekend, uh, as well as a whole bunch of other, frankly, more exciting uh, <laughs> stuff. So um, here's, a, here's a question for uh, both of you, whoever wants to, whoever wants to tackle this first. Um, how did you guys kind of get attracted to the, the paranormal field? Um, I grew up, uh, I was born a shaman. I was born with access to the supernatural world. Uh, when I was younger, I didn't quite know what was actually happening to me. Um, I would see all sorts of spirits, entities, creatures, you name it. Uh, you know, I had my first experience actually in my old house in Norwalk. And I remember being two or three years old. Now it's very bizarre to actually have a memory this early in age, but um, I don't know what they were, but you know, there were these white silhouettes staring at me in my bed, no face, no nothing, very shadow-like, but a white glowing light. And um, fast forward a bit, we moved to another place in Norwalk. Behind us is a convalescent home. Now we used to play ninjas on the nuns over there. They used to really love us there, but, <laughs> but somebody, would you know pass away like once or twice a week and we'd behind it behind the bushes and watch them as curious kids come out and you know i that's when really the spirit um stuff started happening and uh you know i really did realize that you know spirits as a psychic they're different from a typical person that's non-psychic a spirit we have a certain light that a spirit is attracted to so many of us psychic people, especially when we're doing paranormal investigations, it actually benefits us with that whole thing. But I, I, I often say like the, the spirits are the fish and the psychic is the lure and a supernatural river, if that makes any sense. Uh, it, it does to me. So you really had no choice. It kind of just happened. No choice. No choice. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're born with this, this calling with shamanism, you have no choice but to accept it because what happens is it's called, it's actually a real phenomenon. It's called shamanic illness. And what happens is, is that. Um, one second. <laughs> That's oh. one thing we can't control is. The, the doggy okay. didn't like, the doggy did not like sham, shamanic illness. At all. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's had some weird reactions. Your shirt, Charles, is cool, man. I dig that. Oh, thanks, brother. Yeah. Yeah, there's been times when he's like barked at nothing and then like a bunch of things fell over right after that for no yeah. reason. You know, dogs and cats are naturally have like an awareness, especially the cats. The cats seem to be more clairvoyant. The dogs seem to be more empathic. Oh, you know, yeah. This one's real sense empathic. When you're sad, angry, happy, yeah. they could sense that. The cats more really see like the spirits and spirits don't like cats. Because cats, cats think that they're little toys and they chase them around the house. <laughs> this is what I, everybody who has cats and is in a haunted house will say that cats follow things that aren't there. And spirits oh. don't like cats. And as a matter of fact, in Egypt, they used to use, you know, cats to protect them, you know, from the spirits, you know. So. Well, they're so, still so in tune with their instincts, I think, right. whereas dogs are really in tune with us. Right. Yeah. So it's just really interesting True. to see the difference. Yeah, but Poe will stare up into an empty corner and just bark for 
half an hour. That feels like something. Have a portal there. there. <laughs> Maybe a little I, doorway over there. I, I I do that too, but I don't know if there's a real reason why I do that. You know? <laughs> Just barking at the moon, Charles. Charles, how did you get involved with all this uh, with all this spooky stuff? So I've been producing um, tours overseas for quite a while uh we do the dracula tours to transylvania where people spend you know halloween night in dracula's castle and that's it's very commercial it, it combines the vlad history with the legend of dracula and all that and i've been doing that for many years and also running haunted houses uh around you know uh in the area we originally in west haven connecticut and then moved it to stratford and it's you know connecticut's largest indoor haunted attraction fright haven which i'm still involved with and i and i founded and and um no longer own but um we also do ghost tours so all the people who went to the Dracula tours had such a great time. They said, well, can't we do a similar trip to like England? So we did England and then we did Ireland and Scotland and Prague and Czechoslovakia and Israel and Cuba and Hungary. And, and we got one coming up to New Orleans in November. So I've always been in the horror field being first a lover of the horror genre more than the paranormal. And then I've transitioned into this through Nick. You know, he came to visit Fright Haven as just, a, you know, an attendee, as a guest, as a visitor. And he says, you know, this place is very haunted. And I go, duh, yeah, it's a haunted house. We make it that, we make it yeah. that way. And he goes, no, 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 I'm really serious. I'm sensing something and he tells me about himself and that, you know, when he, when he goes to a place, if there's something there, an entity, a feeling, he senses it and he's the real deal. But I didn't take him seriously until we researched and discovered that the haunted attraction, Fright Haven and the parking lot were built over Indian burial ground. Absolutely. And like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Altergeist <laughs> situation. They didn't move the bodies. <laughs> so the That's first it. thing we did together oh was um, you know, an event called Ghost Lab at Fright Haven. Fright Haven happened to have an upstairs um, mirrored room. And we invited 50, 50 people who all had this shared experience with video, with multimedia, but it ending with Nick doing a scrying session, which I'd never yes. heard about. Mm -hmm. Everyone sits in front of the mirrors, lights go off, candles go on, and people have just the most amazing experiences people yep. who, who who i never would have ever believed would have had paranormal experiences mm -hmm. did and yep. this and then because of the success of that in not success on many levels first of all the fact that it sold out but more importantly that people had successful experiences and encounters uh during the event we decided we'll take it to the next level. We did trips to Dudley Town mm -hmm. and trips to Booth Memorial and Stepney yep. Cemetery where the Warrens are buried and all these places. So we've uh, nurtured a relationship where we're the partners. He's the shaman and I'm the showman. We're a great team, me and this guy right here. You I, know? I do the promoting. I'm the <clears throat> huckster. I'm the Ed Warren of this team and he's right. the Lorraine Warren. I'm the Lorraine. You know, yeah. he's the sensitive and he and he's, you know, the he real said deal. That one of our Dudley Town tours one time to somebody. I remember it was, that was the first time he was like, I'm the Ed and he's the Lorraine. And, and, and so, guys, 
Yeah. You know, you say, ain't it scary? Yes. All the things we do, <laughs> we have, there are scary elements to just about everything Absolutely. we do. And that's the part I love. I love the scary stuff. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick's goal is to prove the paranormal. So many people who are paranormal investigators, and I consider myself one now too, are there to prove the opposite, to show right. the, the um, scientific end of things, to prove, to dispel it. He proves it. He shows that you know, stuff happens and it's crazy. So he always said, I would love to do a paranormal convention. There's not one in Connecticut. Can we do this together? And I said, well, you know what? I've been doing conventions for four decades. I produce beetle conventions, rock conventions, monkeys conventions. I've been involved with horror show. So this is my, you know, flesh and blood. This is what I love to do. And with Nick, just worked out just perfectly. It, it that was, was the, the whole perfect thing. combination and, and tandem of two oh, people yeah. to put on what, what we're hoping is going to be like the most amazing event for it's, people who love this stuff. It's it's uh it's we're gonna have a killer turnout. I mean, we got 60 vendors there, we got some awesome paranormal investigators that are well established and well educated in, in there. Um, we got like Bill Hall gonna be talking about. Uh, his book on Lindsley Street 966, Lindsley Street in Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. Where, we we um, did an episode on that uh, on that on very topic, and and yeah. Uh, yeah, and and Bill's book was uh, like our main source. So we're actually really excited to meet uh, Bill Hall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we have really to, nerding that, out about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bill Hall, very nice guy, very down to earth, very cool guy. Uh, definitely a lot mega experience in the paranormal world, especially because he's connected. He was connected with Ed and Lorraine Warren. And uh, we have all sorts of very interesting elements, not just paranormal investigators coming to this thing. We have psychics. We have horror, you know, enthusiasts. We have paranormal investigators. Anything eerie that is related somehow tied into paranormal or or horror is going to be there. Nick, don't we have... I'm a big horror nut myself, just like Charles. I got. Yes. Oh, there you go. There's Michael Jason. Myers. Michael Myers. <laughs> Michael right Myers. Right. Yes. Nick, Nick, don't we have a guest who, who was actually abducted by. Yep, we, we have this guest, Ralph um, Lavench, Laveshi. I for, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but we have a guest. He was actually abducted. The, the stories this man told blew my mind. Blew my mind. This guy has has store, so many stories. One of them, which blew my mind, was he was laying on the couch and there was a big, all these white lights started shining through the windows and these four beings came in and one of the beings just touched him on the arm and he could hear telepathically the voice saying, don't worry, this is just a test. We're, we're going to be taking people with us we're just testing the right ones out. But he's got all sorts of wild stories about this. Did, did they come back and take mind. him later after um, the test? He's been abducted, yeah, aboard, you know, whatever, you know, these ships are. But, uh, yeah, you'll have to hear it. This guy's stories, I was fascinated. Honestly, like- I, I honestly wanted to make it write a book book about this guy's stories, to be honest. That's how fascinating. I like writing. I'm hoping they're going to return a visit and pick them up over the weekend. You know? <laughs> oh, it would be yeah. great timing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as he doesn't well, you know the government the just just announced that UFOs are actually real. 
all that disclosure that just that just yeah. uh, uh, dropped it was amazing. We've been talking about that on the show for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we, the armory itself is this cool kind of fort castle like structure. And it's really, really, really cool. And uh, we did a paranormal investigation there and got all sorts of stuff in there. So, that's I mean, I was, that's definitely haunted. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to ask, what what uh, what what did you pick up in the in the haunted armory? What, what can There's we like a shadow. Every, everybody kept seeing like the shadow uh, being uh, racing around. I actually got a caught a photo of actually I didn't catch it. My guy Hector caught the photo of it, but it's really wild. And it looks like it's like scaling on on the wall. It, it's, it's very wild and uh, all sorts of things happen we you know we got anomalies flying around uh, i don't use any old anomaly when it comes to paranormal evidence unless it's impressive this one was a sphere wow this one was a sphere that flew out like you know in any haunted place you're going to get anomalies but when it comes to video production and making a short film or a documentary the evidence has to be cutting edge that's the way i see it absolutely do, do yeah. you go to so nick this is what you do uh this is what you do i mean uh what kind of uh equipment are you out there using are you getting audio evidence as well uh well my guy uh on my team jeff gary from connecticut paranormal and supernatural tracking society he's an evp specialist he's very good at it my thing is infrared uh video that's right. what i'm in charge of the video stuff um, Charles is more like the skeptic. He's into parapotography. He got some really killer stuff at the Ansonia Opera House, actually. Yeah, he got a red orb. He got this red anomaly. And I only see, you know what? I've been doing this for 20 years. I only seen that once at Union Cemetery in Easton. That's a crazy it's place. A very we had rare some thing, of our uh, engagement photos there. Yeah. Yes, we so did. That tells right. you a little bit about us. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, that's Guys, a very I, intense place. I, I wanted to add, um, we found out after the fact that um, one of the places we explored in the armory was the firing range, which is in the underbelly, and it's going to be locked up because they, they're afraid there's too much lead content. We don't really know what the deal is, so they're locking it up, and it's not going to be able to be visited in the future unless they do a, an incredible cleansing of it. But um, We'll tell people we it's too haunted. You can't go down there. It's too, <laughs> right. too haunted. But what we, yeah. we found out after the fact is that a military man uh, was used the firing range for his own needs, he wanted to kill himself and he did. So there was a, a death down there, mm -hmm. which we didn't know about till after the fact. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it may very well be too haunted in addition to all the lead contamination. It's a it's a eerie looking building, I'll tell you that. You know, it really is. It's very fascinating. You know, oh, it really oh. does look like castle. It's got a ca a cannon on the front uh oh. the front lawn over there too. It's it's really wild. If people yeah. come, they should definitely do a photo op right on the steps in front of that, the front Absolutely. of the fort, in front of the armory, because it looks mm -hmm. like an amazing, ancient uh, it does. facade. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got wild. a great look to it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I, I hope anyone who listens to this show should be coming to this. Uh, <laughs> yes. And we, we know some it, of our listeners are. So thank you all. We, um, no you know, we cover the, the we cover true crime on this show and we cover ghosts and aliens. Oh, anything scary. So it's really it, it. If you like this show, there's no reason you wouldn't make the drive to this uh, this event. Yeah. Yep. And the website, the, our website for Paracon is Paracon.org. P-A-R-A-C-O. NN like con Connecticut.org. You get tickets there. Perfect. But it's gonna be a huge event. I'm very excited about it. We've worked very hard at this. We it's gonna be good. Trust me. This is it's gonna be months months of planning, oh, a yes. lot of great people involved. I know you yep. guys are gonna have you know a, a display there, you're gonna be there live. And I think um we have some special authors who are coming. Tim McLaughlin of Tell Tell Tales is gonna be there, uh coming from up, up New England somewhere, um, and uh, Paul Ferrante, who um, has written the T.J. Jackson mystery books, is going to be there. You might, you guys might have heard of him once or yeah, twice. Maybe, well, maybe that's right. He's, he's right. actually been on the show. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> also, going to be displaying some paranormal artifacts uh, there too, and I've got videos of them moving around and all sorts of stuff. Oh, fantastic! So yeah, I've got a collection of those. I have a museum. It's in storage right now because of COVID, but very shortly i'm gonna start doing it again and now it's in storage but let me tell you when i had those things out in the exhibit in the museum there was also the, i have a ventriloquist dummy that chatters its its teeth <laughs> like i it turns its head and breathes you know i you know no, no all, sorts of, all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff happened in there and i, I slept in there things. too Ooh. I slept in there. <laughs> I hope you taped it because that thing it was an adventure. Gonna... Oh, I got a lot of videos of those things. <laughs> I had to get them out of my house. That's why I started the whole thing. <laughs> I, I feel stuff grabbing my feet and all sorts of, yeah, it's a long story. Nick, <laughs> Nick uh, we're fascinated with shows like uh, uh, Ghost Adventures. I'm, uh, I'm I, a huge fan. I'm a huge fanatic. What do you think is the, the most accurate or the best one of those shows? Who's, who's really like doing it right? When they did the Skinwalker Cave and uh, like the, the Native American tribe had invited them into a forbidden cave where they won't even go in. As a matter of fact, they were escorted by these Native Americans carrying M16 rifles. <laughs> and Zach Fagan said, what are the rifles for? He said, if I see a Skinwalker, I'm going to shoot it. And he said, the guy said, but if it doesn't, if it stays 50 yards away, um, if it comes Within 50 yards, I'm going to shoot it. If it stays, I won't shoot it. But it was very serious. And they got this light flying down the mountain. You know, it's a very, that's Skinwalker stuff. I actually have a photo of a Skinwalker in Shelton. I got one at a Native American fort. Wow. Yeah. And I got a lot of people are terrified of it. Yeah, what's really interesting about that is, I mean, I'm, I'm on the creepy side of TikTok. Right. Um, and stuff like that, especially stories about Wendigo and Skinwalkers, have yeah. become so popular among people, you know, millennials or even younger people, um, yeah. because I think it's just easy for people to share their own stories on platforms like that. So I, I, I knew about it, but now right. it's like the typical thing that might come up on, on TikTok. That stuff is real. I'll tell you this yeah. right now. Nothing sounds weird to me. No questions sound weird. No questions are even funny that people ask me at lectures, you know, I've seen everything now. I've seen, you know, a Native American cryptid appear 
right next to me in Freetown State Forest, Massachusetts. And that blew my mind. <laughs> I actually have a photo of it standing right next to me. The thing's been following me ever since. I, I, I need, well, maybe that's I'll one show more. you the photos. That's one yeah. more, that's one more ticket yeah. sold to the con. Hopefully you get <laughs> yeah. that skinwalker yep. in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, but I, I need. We have a really photo, solid yeah. team. Like everybody, I've got, you know, two cameramen, including myself. And, you know, I got a, you know, Charles is really good with the, you know, paraphotography. And uh, he's also very extremely logical with it. So if he feels like the evidence is non-paranormal, he'll, he's definitely going to voice his opinion and every group needs that. And then we have Jeff and Diane who are extremely great at EVP stuff and, uh, you know, a bunch of psychics on the team too. I call it psychic what, magnet. <laughs> what's, inter what's interesting is we'll go into a place the the armory, um, the Sonia opera house is an example. And Nick is saying, Oh my God, this place, it's not dead people. It's the opposite. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. And That's I'm taking it. pictures where I think he's seeing things right. and I'm taking tons yep. and tons of photos and I'm seeing nothing at all. And then I look afterwards at the ca at the phone and the camera and I had two specters. They look like two Nosferatu specters yeah. walking across the room, yep. uh, levitating about 10 feet off the ground. Mm. We had um, that red orb that he told you about. And then we had a, a doorway which was on the far side of the of the opera house. And it's just an empty doorway. And in two mm. of the shots, there's a black shadow figure yeah. in it. And, mm. you know, if, if I didn't take the pictures Wild. myself, I would say, OK, Photoshop yep. or, or, you know, but it's it's the real. It's just unbelievable. Absolutely. You know, I wasn't expecting that place to be that haunted until I got in there. You know, I remember waiting out in the car for everybody and I'm looking through the window and I do see that there's one or two spirits, but that's normal for places like that. But when I walked in, it was just a grand finale immediately of all sorts of stuff going down in there. And, you know, we even had a guy faint on us because the energy just hit him. And, you know, it was funny because I was walking with, with them. And I said, I actually said to my camera guy, I said, dude, there's a spirit energy bothering me. I, I actually said, I feel like Zach Bagans before he's about to start bugging out. Oh, and yeah. my camera guy started <laughs> laughing. And all of a sudden, the next minute, the guy collapsed. Oh, my God. And we got shadow figures. We got all sorts of stuff in that place. It was very phenomenal and miraculous. And, you know. And it, make, and it makes sense. If you think about it, you know, if people attend a theater in those days and that's their joy and maybe once a week or once a month that was their social life that was only social right. life probably besides staying at home and that you know like a town square or a town village or a church you think of all these places that are haunted it makes sense because spirits might have gone back there to right. recapture mm -hmm. their their best times in life mm -hmm. and you know Absolutely. most of them are, are benevolent spirits you know people say yeah. oh aren't you scared of the ghosts no, why? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. they're they're there because, you know, they're just, you know, there's no 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 malice, no intentional right. you know, reason for them to disrupt or be mean. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, one or two imps or there's going to be a few that are 
maybe maybe have you know nefarious thoughts, but that's probably because that's how they Absolutely. were in true life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And in and in there when they were alive. But in this case, you know, I, I, people say, "Aren't you scared to do this?" And I, I mean, you know, uh, no. I think I think uh, we're safer with these with with these entities than with some people that are walking that's around right. us. Well, yep. I think that's definitely true. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. What do you think uh, makes a place more haunted or more susceptible to haunting? Um, you know, some. Excuse me, just for one moment. Do you mind? No problem. No, I just no, got to tell all. my son to lower it. But you guys asked Nick about you know like the shows and ghost adventures and all that. When we do all our European um, adventures, our European tours of terror, so to speak, uh, someone by the name of Richard Felix is our co-host. And he was on BBC's Most Haunted. Oh, one of the originals. Yeah, he was one of the originals and he's still kicking around. He does, you know, he does a weekly um, uh, podcast just of himself chatting and people, you know, ask about this and that. And he'll answer live on the spot. But what's great is he says, it's just like me. I don't believe it. But yet it was proved to me. It's, It's that dichotomy of not being a true believer. But yet these experiences happen that you can't just say, oh, no, it it Uh didn't really happen. You can't Uh deny it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh Oh, so Nick, Nick, what what makes a place more? um, You were about to say what what, what you thought might make a place. A lot of times, you know, well, let's take Connecticut, for instance. You know, this state is one of the most haunted states out there. This is there with Gettysburg and. And Salem, Massachusetts, and Tombstone, and all those Connecticut's up there. There was a lot of bloodshed that happened here with the Revolutionary War. I mean, the beaches in Connecticut. There was probably so much bloodshed over there. I know, for for instance, I got a bunch of cases in Westport by the beach hmm. because they had this huge battle over there yeah, with yeah. Uh, the British, and they killed them all. And uh, there's also, you know, I there was actually this one case in westport where the guy got like a sent me a video of a shadow being and this shadow being was raged <clears throat> running around the house and honestly he got beat up by it he you know we did a, a lot of spirit cleansings there um sometimes it takes treating treatments of of spirit cleansings but um you know it's most ghosts are, are harmless generally it's mm-hmm the it's the dark entities that are the problem you know and most people are not going to call over like a simple ghost or a few ghosts haunting their house because you know they're generally you know if you think of it like this it's very difficult for a spirit to actually do a physical thing to somebody it's just as difficult for us to be able to move things with our minds it's possible it's telekinesis you got to remember a spirit has more time in their on their hands when it comes to that than we do, and they're able to master it. But even then, opening a door a crack, that takes so much energy. They, these spirits have to harvest that energy for, for days in order to do that, and then it's gone. And why do they there open are the- these those dark entities? There, there's probably a, a 10%, I would say 90% of them are more harmless spirits, and then there are that 10% which, you know, it's, it's more rare, but there are definitely diabolical spirits. Absolutely. And those are the ones you're probably more likely to get called for. <laughs> oh, we get scratched, all sorts of stuff. I mean, we were doing a possession case right now. As a matter of fact, we're 
me, Charles, and the group are filming a documentary right now. We're hoping that it's going to go on Netflix because they they sparked interest in the story. But it's about this woman. I can't really say where she's from. I can't say who it is because I have to protect her identity. Um, of course. She got involved somehow with the situation and she got she's possessed. We have all sorts of interviews with her. And we even have a video of a white dove zooming across the living room. Nobody saw it. It just happened on video. You could see nobody noticed it. And when you freeze frame it, it's a white dove, but it's not of the flesh. It's it's transparent. Like, so, you know, we have we've we've been getting evidence at this place. I haven't seen stuff like this happen in all my 20 years. This is definitely a unique uh, case that we're doing. And we're almost finished wrapping it up, actually. We're, we're going to go to Salem, Massachusetts, August 20th. Places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, August 20th to perform an exorcism in a hotel room. And wow. that's going to be the last of it. I'm hoping it works, you know. And we may have to do multiple exorcisms. It happens, you know. But what we do is we trap the spirit in the bottle. I, I, I do hypnosis. I do hypnosis. And I'm going to hypnotize her. And then I'm going to ask her where in her body does she feel the if there is a physical feeling where the spirit is. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to ask her to open the door and let the spirit out. And I'm going to pull the spirit out of her, you know, shamanically. And then we're going to bind her into the bottle and seal it with wax. And you and you've done this before? I've done it before, yeah. That's incredible. Wow. What yeah, do you do? Intense. I have to ask what you do with a spirit bottle. Bring them to the museum. We <laughs> offer <drop> them <laughs> we offer them uh, a safe refuge uh, to come peacefully at first. But this one, I'm not offering it. This is a very dangerous spirit. There's no way I'm offering peace. Come with us. We're going to have to just force, force the spirit out of her and into the bottle. Wow. You know, she's <laughs> it's a long story. I've never experienced anything quite like this. You know, but uh, it's intense. So, well, when this doc gets made, count me in. I, I yeah, got to see this. For sure. Good luck. <laughs> you guys should come on one of our ghost tours. Me and Charles put on killer ghost tours. We were. You uh, gotta we come. Were... Then they they involve dinner, uh, a paranormal lecture, and uh, after that we go walking around in haunted places. It's actually a lot of. It's scary and fun. They came close. We have a blast. We had a last minute family emergency, but. um, Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we were going to come to Dudley Town with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we, I mean, that's definitely still on our radar because I love doing that stuff, especially. Me and Charles and Ericon are going to put on a little lecture about Dudley Town. We're going to bring that up as a topic. I've got a video that I'm going to show in Dudley Town. let's, Let's share one story from Dudley Town. Um, sure. that, yeah, please. You know, I know which one you're going to share. Yeah, Nick. Nick yep. um, has always told me before I ever went that you walk beyond a certain point, you come into an open field, and then all of a sudden it's like silence. It's like death. Mm-hmm. You won't hear crickets. You won't hear bugs. You won't hear birds. And sure enough, we go into this place, and and that's exactly what the case was. No life except for our travelers. Now, mind you, we did three trips already to Dudley Town. And on this one, 
uh, one of the gals is pointing to the other side of just the other side of the forest and points out something and we have no idea what she's babbling about and she tells us and afterwards she says you saw the other the other hiker right and what other hiker the one in the black all black with the black cowl Mm -hmm. and the more she says it and she says the blacked out face the more she realized that it couldn't (laughs) have been a hiker and we said no (laughs) no okay there was no one else there but that's not the best story best story is there was this one guy who was along with his girlfriend and she was the more uh, paranormaler. She was very much yep. into it. And he wasn't. He was just, you know, one of those non-believers having fun, yep. taking Absolutely. pictures. And all of a sudden, most of the group starts pointing to him. Yeah. And why are you pointing to me? Nick is going, oh, my God, look at this. The yeah. guy's hair, for no reason, just started to stand up in the air. Yeah. It, like like there was an yeah. electromagnetic force yeah. pulling his hair up in the yeah. air. Like he touched, uh, you know, a socket and it went. A balloon. Everyone yeah. took pictures of it because yeah. we had to have We proof. have a picture of it. We yep. showed him wow. and he could not believe it. He didn't feel it. It made his whole day. Yeah. yeah it yeah, made yeah. his whole day. day. You know what's interesting? I always say when you tell this story is we're way up in the mountain. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no electricity. Very hard to get a phone signal up there, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget it. I mean, Dudley Town, very much, very, I always, it's, you know, that show Skinwalker Ranch. You know, I always say Dudley Town is another unique place like that. You know, it's, it's definitely some form of interdimensional haunting i it, it's its own type of of deal it's it's a very unique place and it's a great place to do like if you want to start it get into paranormal science i mean that definitely if you want to do a science study go up there i mean that place is yeah. the best <laughs> yeah absolutely just be careful where you go because there's a lot of private property up there there's private jealously you, you gotta stay on the trail mm-hmm. and you cannot hop off the trail once you hop off the trail that's the association's property mm-hmm. that's how it goes and if you stay on the trail that's mohawk state forest gotcha the gray area but when you go if you if you come with me and him me and him know know the deal like me and him it's perfectly safe when we well, he's a he's a real skeptic yeah. I mean, as we as we've mentioned, so I definitely wanted to get him over there yeah. and see if my hair stands on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope if, your so. hat, if, your, if your hat just. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, listeners, all the here's a reminder to go back and listen to our Dudley Town episode. And um, the oh, first two episodes. Oh, yeah. Are Connecticut. Haunted Connecticut Legends and Lore. We talked about Dudley Town then. Mm-hmm. And um That'll give you melon heads. That'll give you a little primer to then uh, go take a ghost tour with Charles and uh, Nick. Yep, we're gonna we're we're planning a melon a sawmill uh, city uh, road uh, ghost tour uh, in Shelton. So with the melon heads, I'm gonna Dracula Drive. We're just we're just (laughs) we're just getting a permit for that, and as soon as we get a permit for it, we're gonna do some ghost tours in the woods there. That's awesome. People love that story. Yeah. People who come to uh, Paracon are going to get, you know, the program in the front and on the back. It talks about all the events we do and some of the places we have lined up. But um, if people want to take a trip with us, um, they can always email ctparacon. And it's, uh, of course, the two ends like it's ctparacon at gmail.com. Uh, or they can call in Connecticut, 203 795-4737 and uh, we try to do at least one 
paranormal investigation a month that uh, you know yep. little tour of terror open to a small group 10 reservations only and uh you know it's it's pretty much the the deal like nick said you know we have a dinner a pizza whatever an orientation a lecture and then we do the actual hike or trail or exploration mm-hmm. yeah that's great and- Fantastic. Uh, everybody come and meet Charles and Nick and come you see us phantasm. this weekend. And you mean phantasm, not phantasm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Fan, not fantastic. Phantasm. Um, and I, I just have it, one more question about the trips. Uh, uh, Charles, are, are you drawing on the exp, uh, experience you have from all these trips? If some, What's the scariest place somebody could go visit? What's the most haunted place in the world? It's a great question. So uh, the most haunted places are the ones that you read about in all the books. In Haunted England, you hear about Borley Place. You know, there's there's set places that we go to on the trips that are not necessarily. Um... Oh, we lost Charles. <laughs> OK, OK, I think he'll I think he'll Charles, come you there. <laughs> we oh, start right. this as a science. I mean, I'm definitely, everybody in my group, we're not religious based. We have our, everybody has their own spiritual belief, but we're more of a science study uh, group than, than anything really. Well, sure. There's a science. There's a lot of scientific equipment involved. You've got the infrared camera, uh, you're collecting EVP. Well, we want to figure out why we want to figure out what makes it tick. We want to figure out why does salt work on dark entities? Why 3am? Why does it get cold? You know, we study this stuff and, you know, it's it's been a, quite a journey. I'll tell you that much, you know. Well, uh, I, I look forward to, to learning at your feet this weekend at, <laughs> uh, at Paracon. Oh, good. Uh, Charles is back. There he is. Welcome back, Charles. <laughs> yes. He went through a portal just there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the spirits oh, took you for a moment, but oh you're back. Oh my gosh! They didn't want me. They did not want me to tell this story. It's too scary. It's yeah. It's, you're revealing too much. Well, I will. Uh, I will tell you, and hopefully they won't get me on this one. Um, <laughs> we were on the Dracula tour, which I don't um, portray as a scary trip. It's uh, educational and entertainment. The ghost tours to England, the tours of terror, totally different. Those are there. We go to the scariest places. But on one of the trips early on, it was the, I would say, early 90s, we went to a place that had been a nunnery. It had been a convent. And it also had been an insane asylum that they did a complete million-dollar remodeling and made it into this luxury resort. That's right layers by, of horror movie. On top right, of one right, <laughs> right by, right by a moat, and it, it was the most beautiful lands. And they told us if we take a walk, just to stay on the grounds, and try to stay out of the basement. But of course, if we're a group of forty horror fans who're on a Dracula tour, what's the first place we're going to go? Is the, the ba- basement, right? Espe- right? Especially when you tell us not to go there. Of course, of course. So. Um, I would say of the 40, uh, we had a a group orientation. We had a a welcome dinner and about 35 of us went to the basement and three or four or five went to sleep. You know, they were unconscious with jet lag from the trip from the U.S. to Romania. So, you know, we looked in the basement. Oh, this is creepy. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, there's a sub basement. Can we go? It's locked. So, of course not. And that was cool. You know, the first night in a luxury hotel, but we got to see something creepy. And this is in Bucharest. Uh, the next day, we're all checking out. And this couple goes, whoa, guys, what did you think of the sub-basement? 
and the 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 um the guy at the front desk perks up. He his English was very good. He understood <laughs> that. Um, and he's what what no no not possible not po they go yeah well, that that doorway to the basement below the basement, and we're listening and she goes we were walking and it was the longest it seemed like miles and in the middle there was your security guard why was he dressed in that ancient like military outfit wow. and the doorman goes uh, the 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 bellhop the guy who's checking in people and, and you know seeing us out goes wow you saw him huh and that's all he would say so <laughs> when they turned around they had asked them for directions and he just kept walking by them. He ignored them like they didn't exist. Well, it turns out he wasn't ignoring them. This was an apparition. This was someone who was left over from who knows what year or what era or what, if he guarded the asylum, if he was someone who was hiding from the nuns, we don't know his history. The hotel knew it. The hotel did not want anyone to know about it. It was a locked door that they somehow walked into it was unlocked in the middle of the night because they had slept and they were just exploring in the middle of the night while the rest of us had gone to sleep and this couple had the greatest experience and didn't even know they saw a ghost wow until they wow. told us the next day and so that that's the best of the scary things that have happened on some of our tours that was completely unexpected and we would never have happened guess that it would have happened on the Dracula tour and not on a ghost tour where we're seeing Jack the Ripper and we're doing all that other stuff. Right. Wow, cool. That's wild. That's a really yeah. cool story. And it's hard yeah. not to believe them because they, they were totally clueless about it. Like, Oh yeah, we saw that weird guy. He wouldn't say anything. That weird guy who just walked by. And they, they even said when we walked, you know, like 20, 30 feet and turned around because we were going to ask him if we should keep going or come back. He was gone already. <laughs> so he was, his, he had vanished and they just thought, okay, there was a, you know, another doorway he went out or he walked faster. So you're right. They did not have a clue that they had just seen an entity and a ghost. That's what that would, that's the most amazing story. And I love telling it. That's amazing. Wow. You know, your security guard, a uh, very old garb walks fast, hard of hearing. <laughs> Big seer. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. It's a cool story. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we, we've got a, a lot of, um, information here yeah is there anything else you want to make sure to get in about uh the show or about mm. tours of terror or ghost storm anything you'd like to yeah bill hall is going to be doing a lecture on sunday uh and that's going to be our probably our biggest lecture that we have going so we're really excited about that <clears throat> as well as like planning uh a bunch of ghost tours also we have an event called Phantoms of the Bijou coming up at September 10th at the Bijou Theater, where we're going to, I bring the shamanism to the audience. I, I let them see what I see. I have like this thing I do with the mirror, like Charles said. So yeah. it's going to be very interesting, but that's just about it, you know? So little little spot going on. Me and this guy are busy all the time with this uh, stuff. Oh, I know we, that. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. You're, yeah. you're hustling. It's been an adventure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so you, I'm you, all you, about adventure. I'm a Sagittarius, all, <laughs> all adventure. So you're you gonna know. you're gonna be scrying with the audience right here at the fan, at the Bijou Theater in Bridgeport. I'm gonna be setting up a big mirror on stage, and they're gonna focus on my image, and they're gonna start seeing, you know, whoever's coming out of there. I can't promise who's gonna come out, Fantastic. but something will come out. 
If it's the Bijou, it might be Milton Berle or Jack Benny. We don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be an experience yeah. for It'll sure. So. <laughs> Charles, anything you want to add? Just uh, we really hope to see all your listeners uh, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. It's from 11 to 6 p.m. at the mm-hmm. uh, Ansonia Armory in Ansonia, Connecticut. Um, go visit the website, www.paracon, as Nick said, two ends like Connecticut, paracon.org, not.com. And we're on Facebook and all the, you know, social media, but come and say hello. You know, I have a new book coming out, which unfortunately it's a horror book is not going to be ready this weekend. This was going to be the launch. So I'll come on again with you guys and hopefully talk about that. And by then then Nick and I will have a whole lineup of places to go and more experiences to share. That's right. It's fantastic. And also, also for the fans, Google Paracon and Sonia, because then there's a bunch of articles that they can read uh, from CT Post, New New Haven Register, and even uh, Fox 61 covered it. Uh, but oh. there's a whole bunch of information on those articles that are pretty cool. So perfect. Fantastic. And uh, Nick, you're also at VAGAParanormal.com. Yep, VAGAParanormal.com. VAGAParanormal.com. I named it that because, you know, I've, I'm a bohemian person and I kind of live that gypsy vagabond unconventional lifestyle. I love it. It's been a mission. I'll tell you, it's been cool. What could I say? That's awesome. That's fantastic, man. And I got my brother over here joining me on this mission over there. So with this paranormal thing, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's bond vagabond. Vagabond. That's right. Uh, And uh, Charles, you're also at ghosttours.com with one T. Yeah, it confuses everybody because they go to the other one, G-H-O-S-T-O-U-R-S.com or toursofterror.com. Both tours of those of are, yeah. And Drac Tours is also one of our websites, which is D-R-A-C-T-O-U-R-S.com. So people Charles can re- is hustling, guys. Just when you deal with me and him, you're dealing with two huge renaissance men here. I mean, we're, we... Arts, paranormal, ghost tours, theater, you name it. We (laughs) juggle it around somehow. We get it. We get it going. I love it. When Charles isn't hunting ghosts, he's just squatting domains. Just as many (laughs) domains as I can grab in case it's a business someday. I love it. That's amazing, guys. Um, And catch uh, both Nick and Charles and us this weekend at Paracon in Ansonia, Connecticut, and at paracon.org. That's P-A-R-A-C-O-N-N.org. That's right. And the tickets uh, are on sale there now. They have been for, for a while and they're a little more expensive at the show. So do do it's buy them in advance. Reasonable. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's this thing's <laughs> a steal at any price. But it, I think $15 even at the door. Is that right? It's 15 in, 15 in advance, 20 at the door. 20 at the door. Uh, that's yeah. it, it's an amazing buy, guys. Frankly, uh, just seeing my wife's smiling face is, is worth the all the all the money. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> uh, ain't it guys. not scary at all? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Uh, thanks for having us. Had. Thank you. Bright blessing, big no mistake for everybody. Big shalom. Bless big, me. Big love for everybody. Let's take a trip to Poe's Cryptid Corner. Oh, look at the little guy. Just look at the little guy. He's so excited. Straight out of Ashland County, Ohio, we have reports of the second Bigfoot sighting in the area just this year. Wow. He's he's stepping out, huh, Mr. Foot? Well, that's what he does with those 
big feet. The Richland Source reports that a 51-year-old Ashland County resident with over 20 years law enforcement experience reported a Sasquatch sighting on June 9th that he simply couldn't explain away. Oh, I thought you were going to say this 51-year-old resident was the Bigfoot. They they say they've identified the Bigfoot as a 51-year-old. No. Uh, His report was filed July 6th with the uh, so-called National Sasquatch Guru and Finding Bigfoot star Matthew Moneymaker. So that's, I was going to say, how do you get the job of big National Bigfoot Guru? Oh, he's the star of a reality television show about Bigfoots. Mm-hmm. And he also has the Bigfoot re- uh, Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Oh, and he's in those beef jerky commercials where he's messing with Sasquatch. Exactly. Him and, him and his beef row. Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Beef row. Beef row? Beef row. Now that sounds like an afro made of beef jerky. So this, <laughs> this plays right in. <laughs> Included in the report were details of the sighting, which occurred after a rainstorm the afternoon of June 9th. The man, who is unnamed in the story, was riding on his riding mower when he saw something near the tree line next to a recently planted soybean field about 250 yards away. It was a large, dark figure walking upright before disappearing into another wooded area. Okay, so convince me it wasn't a black bear. (laughs) The whole time I was thinking, no one is going to believe me, he told the source. Later, he found and photographed two large impressions close to a nearby creek that might just be footprints, including toe indentations. Might just be footprints? Uh, Might Just might be footprints. Should I say it again? No, 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 no. I I wasn't correcting you. I just mean... I just... I mixed it up. No, I just mean they might just be footprints (laughs) or what they like. They have some dots at the top. Just might be footprints. Matthew Moneymaker said of the sighting, quote, he could see the figure, see its color, see it walking upright, and see how fast it was moving. It's difficult to say at that distance if what you are seeing is covered in fur or not. This sighting comes after another in late April of this year by a woman who reported spotting a grayish figure around midnight near a 24-hour gym. Well, this is just, at least this Bigfoot's keeping active. (laughs) This creature, which she alleged was seven or eight feet tall and covered in gray fur, escaped into the woods 30 yards away. Perhaps this Squatch is the same one spotted June 9th, and Ashland County has its very own hometown Bigfoot. Do you think the Bigfoot and the Sasquatch are one and the same? Uh, yes. You use those terms interchangeably. This article did as well. I think most people do. Like a skunk ape, I think, is different. Oh, see, I feel like a skunk ape is Bigfoot. This one feels smellier. Okay. (laughs) If you say so. I do. That's it for this episode of Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ain't It Scary. And check out our website at ain'titscary.com. You can support the show by supporting our sponsors and becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash scary. And please subscribe to the show and throw us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be forever grateful. Yeah, Patreon's fun. You can uh, throw us a buck and just tell us that you like us. You don't have to do any of this, by the way. This is a free show. Um, but uh, if, you, if you do, if you kick in a little more, there, we've got some little uh, bonus content that comes out every month. And uh, we're working on a whole lot more of that. So uh, if you want to hear what we're doing on these mini-sodes, we've got some great stories there that um, 
just don't they, they might fit into your schedule better frankly they don't take up quite as much time as our uh, deep dive kind of main episodes do um so yeah, yeah come on over and uh, special thanks to our top tier patrons nate curtis sean o'donnell jared chamberlain maria ferrante robin mccabe comfy mike alex nakutis and ryan regan we love you guys don't forget to join us at Paracon if you're local this weekend. You can find more information at paracon.org, P-A-R-A-C-O-N-N.org. And yeah, join our Patreon because we'll be also putting up some Paracon footage, uh, fun stuff that we do at the convention, all that stuff if you can't make it. But we hope to see you there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, be, doing, we'll be doing little mini interviews and uh, bits all over <laughs> Always doing bits. All over Paracon. We're always doing bits. Um, so yeah, join us on, on Patreon. See you next Thursday. Show created by Sean McCabe and Carrie McCabe. Music by Kyle Ryan. And you can find Kyle over at his YouTube channel, Music is a Verb. This has been a production of Longboy Media. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.